Our Heavenly Father and gracious Lord, we thank thee that we're found together in thy presence. That we come on business, and we know the King's business requireth haste. We thank thee for the previous meeting we've had of this nature, and for the undoubted success of that night. And we pray that tonight again, as we have assembled in this fashion, and come with a purpose. Maybe as we hear the words of the Old Testament, is there not a cause? Maybe respond, yes, there is a cause. There's a valuable cause. There's one that sinners would hold over the precipice, hang in the balance, try to dangle in front of our eyes, tease us that liberties are going to be removed. Lord, we know the devil is no different today to what he has always been. Thou hast denounced him to be a liar and a father of it. He abode not in the truth that wasn't possible because there is no truth in him. And there are many who are as blinded followers today who will readily do his bidding, who think they're doing a good service to somebody but who were sadly blinded and deluded. We pray like many that they will see themselves by thy mighty power, delivered out of the snare of the devil, those who were taken captive by him at his will. But Lord, we thank thee for the transforming power of the gospel. We pray as he that we read, but you hath he quickened, who were dead, in trespasses and in sins, who walked according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And where some people are today is where we've all been. We've visited that station. Some of us have spent more time in it than others, and to whom much is forgiven. Then the same loveth much, And Father, we pray that in our land tonight and going forward, that I will preserve our Protestant heritage, that I will preserve our God-given liberties. We know that these liberties came at high cost. Men and women have laid down their lives. History is replete with the stories of the martyrs from earliest years, right to advanced years of men and women and boys and girls even who gave their lives so that we today might have the truth. And so what has been bought at high cost maybe not surrender with a whimper or even without a whimper but Lord we pray that we shall be like those we've been singing about in Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress Those who were faithful. Those who went the whole distance with God. Those who were, as he called one of the characters, Mr. Valiant for the truth. And in a day when truth is perished in the streets, we need men and women who are going to be valiant for that truth. So help in what we do tonight to be taking just a little step 
We know it's that. But then the continual dropping of water weareth away the stone. And we pray that all stones of resistance will be worn away. And thy mighty spirit will reign supreme. And the great Christ whom we love and whom we serve will reign in the hearts of men and women. And take this broken city of Belfast. Remake it in thine image. Regenerated by thy grace. Remodel it to walk in the ways of the Lord, the ways of pleasantness, and the path of peace once again. We pray in Jesus' name, and for God's eternal glory. Amen. Turning tonight to a Bible passage, first of all to the book of Acts, and the chapter 4. The book of Acts and the fourth chapter. We'll begin at verse 10, Acts 4 and the verse 10. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak. The things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. Then if you turn to the next chapter. Acts chapter 5, we're going to look at verse 17. 
Then the high priest rose up and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors, brought them forth and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly we find shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we'd opened, we find no man within. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we greatly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and tanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a saviour, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. Amen. We know the Lord himself will add his blessing onto these readings out of his word tonight. Why are we here tonight? Well, we're here because we have the Belfast City Council and they're determining uh, we want bylaws. And here's how they describe them. For the good governance of Belfast City Centre and for the prevention and suppression of nuisances in Belfast City Centre. So maybe you're here tonight and you're one of those nuisances they're talking about are one of the supporters of those nuisances. I know what they mean by that. Well, when you dig down just a little below the surface, you'll find out exactly what they have in mind. So the bylaws, they apply to the city centre. We have it on their internet site. And it is here shown on map number one, which we will show you in a moment or two. And here they're demanding that a person should not conduct or take part in any amplified performance, whether vocal or instrumental, dance, concert, other such performance, in a public space in the city centre, including the primary retail core. And to do any of that, you would need a valid permit that the council are going to issue. 
And again, one that's more relevant here to us, a person may not use amplification devices in a public place, whether as part of a performance or otherwise, in the primary retail core, without a permit, issued by the council permitting the use of that said device. And then there's other material if you bring it on your stall, uh, then you're going to have a permit for that as well. That is the wider map of the Belfast City Centre, which uh, for those that hail from, work in Sandy Row, it includes the entirety of the Sandy Row area and many other areas in addition. And then they zoom in a little bit and it takes it right from the bottom here of the City Hall, front of the City Hall, and right backwards through Royal Avenue, Castle Street, High Street, etc. And that is the inner city core that they're talking about. When you get to the crux of it, and uh, he's here tonight, so his name is up on the screen, what more could he ask for? I'm putting this up without telling him, so this is as much a shock to him as it is to anybody else. But uh, we do thank Dean for the work that he has done. And by the way, he has flown the flag against this and opposed this consistently from day one. And some of his comments you can find online already. But Dean McCulloch has said, if these proposed new bylaws were simply aimed at reducing noise nuisance in the city centre, then surely setting a reasonable decibel level would more than adequately deal with that understandable dispute. Well, if it only was about volume and nothing else, then that is a fair assessment. But, as he went on to say, that is quite clearly not the case, especially owing to the overt references to street preaching and the pro-life witness. And those are the twin targets of those who are pushing these new proposals in Belfast City Hall. They are against the content of street preaching and against the pro-life witness. That is the real double-barreled target they're aiming for. Now, the chief protagonist, as far as I can make out, is Seamus Defoit from the SDLP. And you can notice all the paraphernalia around him and see where he is most at home. And uh, Arlene gets uh, an honourable, or rather dishonourable, mention there. So the photograph dates back a little. And obviously she was doing something at the time that didn't quite sit with the kind of thing that he wants to be a part of and promote. I'm aware, he said, of inflammatory language being used by, and he's not really holding back here, is he? Hate preachers in Belfast City Centre already today. If you witness anything that remotely looks like hate speech or incitement, you must get it on video to ever get the PSNI to bother engaging. Stay strong. And he put that out on Twitter or X on the 29th of July 2023. So that's uh, pretty much up to date and he is leading the charge. It's evident from that uh, what his targets are going to be. Again, we must take this opportunity, he says, to help put an end to the regular displays of hate and showcasing of re-traumatizing images in our sitting centre. And I would urge people to respond to this consultation and have their say. So street preaching and anti-abortion campaign, that again is the twin focus. He also said this, it's welcome that council has stepped up 
and take an action where the assembly has faltered. But we need to see this legislation progressed to protect people right across the north. And he has made some statements going down this same line. When we get it through in Belfast, we're going to keep it going, just like they did with illuminating uh, council buildings, putting up flags, all of that material, and they get it in one place, and it keeps just on rolling on right across the country. That is undoubtedly the objective here. In terms of open-air preaching, it's a long history. And it is very much rooted in biblical practice. When we turn to scripture, we find many examples of men out in the open air. Moses, Elijah, Isaiah, Amos, Jonah, John the Baptist, Jesus himself, Peter and Paul. And we read an example tonight in the book of Acts chapter 4 and 5 that involved Peter. And we have seen it manifest itself not just in Bible times but right down through history. For example... The Protestant reformers. Wishart didn't become a martyr because he stayed indoors. He went out and preached the word. John Knox. The British Puritans did it under Bunyan and many others. Scottish Covenanters. They were field preachers. Their conventicles, etc. Donald Cargillan, Richard Cameron, and many more names could be mentioned. And then coming into the century where we have the great revival, the great awakening, we have John Wesley, we have George Whitfield, Daniel Rowland, many others, all prominent street preachers. Gideon Owsley, Christmas Evans, Spurgeon did his fair share of street preaching as well. And then in the mid 19th century, Open-air preachers were told they were so common, at least in the cities, that somebody who really didn't like it compared them to caterpillars swarming over a leaf in all directions. And I'm sure of those in the city hall who don't want them could get hold of that quote, they'd probably think, yes, that's exactly what we think of them. Here in Belfast, Hugh Hanna was a prominent street preacher. W.P. Nicholson, of course, Dr. Ian Paisley as well, so many others. Baptist pioneer James Haldane. During a tour that he had in 1798, he was threatened, this is James Haldane, with arrest if he preached the very next day. What he did was, he uh, went out and he did uh, what he had done the day before. He went and he preached out in the public. He assured that... You as magistrates are threatening me, but threats and menaces without lawful sanction are just empty. So he went on again, he preached, he knew he wasn't infringing the law, and indeed on the contrary, he realised I am protected here by the Toleration Act. Depend on it, said one of his accusers, depend on it, that you will be arrested. Until Dean's reply was simply this, and depend upon it, sir. I shall be punctual to my appointment. So if you want to arrest me, I'll be in position at the stated time. Come and get me if you wish. And he was on the ground at the appointed time the very next day. And he preached to a great audience. And no one intervened at all. Reverend Hugh Hannah. He linked up with the Reverend Canon McElwain. 
of St. George's and High Street and others as well. And they went out together and they preached the gospel. And this was in the context of the 1859 revival and afterwards. And he said, here's why I'm taking the gospel into the open air. I am trying to reach the non-church going crowds. And significantly, he knew there would be opposition to that. And when he and the fellow open air preachers along with him were attacked, he sought and we're told he readily gained the support of the men in the shipyard. The desire that we see coming from City Hall today by a number of councillors, and what they're trying to do is repress free expression, repress the gospel content in messages. But our response should be an echo of those first open-air preachers we read about in the book of Acts, and we have read the passages tonight, whenever a council significantly dictated to them that you should not anymore preach in the name of Jesus, their answer was this, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And again, the very next day, they put him in prison. They brought him out to the council again. They, they tried them once more. They threatened them freshly. But they said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And every time we get out, this is what we're going to do. We're going to preach the gospel to the masses in the open air. So that will bring us very conveniently to... The section on the internet where we can go in and we can look up where we get our say. But before we do that, of course, we're going to have a time of prayer. So we'll have a time of prayer and then uh, we will go forward and do the consultation. It is not as complicated as the last time around. So panic not. I don't think anybody will be confused. Quite straightforward. And we have it not only on online fashion, but we have actually printed editions here as well tonight.